Welcome to the Thursday, December 23rd edition of Baseball Today. It's my man T. Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. Yeah, you're busting out the old legendary lid. Jake sucks. Is that just to make you feel better during the holiday season or what is it? You know, we did this voicemail episode with Talking Baseball and yeah. we all end with Jake sucks. And there was this one kid who was just really all over him. So in, that inspired me today. I want to get my Jake hate out into the world today. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing yeah. a different hat. Yeah. The, it's, it's delicious. The Grizzlies alternate taco hat, which is actually unbelievable. It's pretty cool. I, yeah. I, I mentioned it right away when I saw you when I came on. So it's a great yeah. hat. I, I cannot pull off the Fred Durst with this thing, even if I fill it. Well, actually, I guess I can. <laughs> you, Fred, there you back. So, Fred. <laughs> I'm back. Did you see he responded? It's pretty cool, man. You, I go. mean, you were like spot on, though. Like that was not like a far reaching comparison right there. Yeah, wasn't bad. All right, so uh, we're just a couple of days away from the big, big day. How you doing? Is this a? Uh, some people really get frazzled a couple of days before Christmas and mm. last minute I, shopping, running around all sort. Where, where's your headspace? I'm good with shopping right now. We, we got everything finished. I think this is like the perfect. I love these days leading up to Christmas. Right now we have really gloomy weather out in LA. It's yeah. raining. It's this kind of. I was, I was telling someone this is like our white Christmas. Okay, like when you get weather like this, makes you stay at home be around family uh but i'm excited for it. man i love it. i'm gonna cook some prime rib like i thrive in the holiday season i got young kids it's like the best yeah it is that's nice when they're that age they can yeah. they really dig it they actually appreciate you probably, things you've probably never seen a white christmas have you you know i've i've gone i've gone to a white christmas a few times oh. you know like gone into i think montana before oh, maybe up okay. in the mountains stuff like that but um yeah here no, when I was younger, further up in LA, we had uh, a few snowfalls every once in a while. Where where the hell did you go? Castaic. That doesn't count. That's my. I used to live there. I'm saying as growing up, it would snow there every once in a while. It's up in the mountains, Chris. I know. My in laws <laughs> live up there. It's. I mean, you didn't native. know I was Castaic Lake native, baby. I well, I didn't know you were native. Yeah. Okay. Born and raised. All right. Cool. Um, all right. So let's uh, let's dig through um, some of the news in MLB because there's been so much of it lately. Yeah. But we have noticed that uh, one of the bigger bats that's still out there in free agency that did not sign before the lockout is Michael Conforto. Uh, most recently, the New York Mets. You know, there's a bunch of reports out of South Florida that the Marlins are very interested in him, even though they signed Avisail Garcia to a four-year deal, and you would think that would take Conforto out of the equation because they both primarily play right field. There's one report, at least, that says Garcia could move to center. They feel like he could be a solid center fielder out there, even though he's he might be the biggest center fielder we have this side of Mike Trout, and that Conforto could slide in nicely to right field. Does that make sense? And if not, where does Conforto fit best? Uh, I don't mind that. Uh, you talked about the Miami fit, so I'm going to go somewhere different. This is something we kind of stumbled into uh, yesterday on Talking Baseball. We were talking about the Cardinals. Mm. And if you look at their lineup, Chris, you just go down. First of all, you always can use a bat like Conforto. I know he had a down year last year, but the guy can rake, okay? Yep. Go look at the Cardinals lineup. It is extremely, extremely right-handed. And I know they have some really good outfielders there, but we're, we're banking on the universal DH being a thing. So, you know, finding ways to give guys days off of the DH will be a thing next year, obviously, in the National League. 
so Conforto going to a team like that, they can use some offense. Uh, they can balance out the lineup a little bit. And then, like, like I said, you can plug and play those off days with the DH. You can be there most of the time um, or just depth in case somebody gets hurt. But I think he fits really well with the Cardinals. It's not bad. I, I don't see the fit in Miami now. I would have seen Garcia or Conforto, but not both. I think then you're just you're stretching your defense to the point because Conforto's a really good right fielder and Garcia is an able right fielder. You know, he he definitely brings some skill to the position. But man, moving Garcia to center field, that it just doesn't feel right. I mean, maybe I'm misjudging it. I, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, and like I said, like I think he, uh, Conforto can fit in a lot of places if there's a DH. I know he can play uh, good outfield, but like he's just an extra bat too. He can be well, that for your team. He can be that you know power hitting bat for you, left handed. I know this team is very left handed heavy that I'm about to mention, mm. but I think it makes sense, and maybe it means that you trade somebody out there, and it's the San Francisco Giants. Okay. I know that they've got Yastrzemski, who was kind of up and down in 2021. And I think as of right now, they've got him plugged in to play center. Um, then they got late night Lamont, mm-hmm. who I'm not sure is an everyday player. I don't. What do you what's your gut tell you on that? I think he could be given some do, huh? extended run. Yeah, I do. I don't want I hate taking opportunities away from guys, especially due to grinded and didn't mm-hmm. make it until they were 27 or 28. And then all of a and actually they've got a couple of them between Wade and Yastrzemski. It just feels like they need to make some extra move. And I know that they've got plenty of other left-handed bats with belt and Crawford, but it just feels like, I don't know, went through some of the teams. I was like, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I could see that. Another team we talked about yesterday and, 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 Again, Conforto makes sense on a lot of teams just because he can bang. The, the mm-hmm. Brewers need offense. Yeah, but they just traded for Hunter Renfro, they didn't just, they? Yeah, but I mean, he's not going to bring the same thing offensively that Michael Conforto can bring, in my opinion. And you know, but they're they're a little bit more balanced in their lineup. They don't necessarily need him. Again, he he's just a guy that kind of fits on everyone. If you're getting that universal DH, which we think we are. Yeah, no, it definitely opens it up. What do you think he's going to get? He's is he going to be like a fifteen a year guy? Yeah, I think so. 20-year guy? Because, you know what? I think that um, front offices are pretty smart. I don't – you know, I think he got slowed by COVID before spring training, if I'm not mistaken here. And his first half was shitty. wasn't good. But then he started to get back more to Michael Conforto the last couple months of the year. If he had been an available free agent after the shortened 2020 season – I mean, because his five years up there in New York were fantastic. Incredible. Yeah. Right? He still finished with an OPS plus over 100. I know it was 101, but if you look at, yeah, his track wow. record is there. That's what, you know. That's the thing. You're, going, you're not going on anything of last year. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, he's, I think he'll be a steal for a team. I, he kind of reminds me of like a Jason Kubel. That's a throwback for you guys. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, maybe plays a little bit better defense than old Kubes, but. Um, I like watching him play. And again, man, like we like Schwarber's another one of these like like big bopper bats. He's much cheaper than Conforto. Maybe he slides into the Cardinals or mm-hmm. or the Brewers because like I said, he's just cheaper and probably will be commanding a one, two year deal. Where Conforto, right. I think, is probably looking for five seventy five, something like that. Now that we're talking about it. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Yeah. 
I think that'd be a good deal for both sides. Me too. He's a hell of a ball player. I like him. I like him. Our buddy Inosaris from The mm-hmm. Athletic did a nice little column on bounce back candidates. Listed four of them. The two most interesting far and away competed in the World Series against one another in 2017. They have both won rings. They have both won big time honors. Bellinger, a former MVP. Uh, Bregman, you know and love. Some of us do. Uh, which one is more likely to return to their old form? I like Bregman. I do. I like him too. I've yeah. always dug him. Yeah. <clears throat> I have. Sorry, I lost a little bit there. <laughs> Evan Longoria used to call him Lego Man. He said he looked like a Lego piece. Ah. <laughs> Anyways, to answer your question, this is a pretty obvious one. Um, and Eno lists it right away. Uh, Cody Bellinger. I mean, talking about bounce back and like the difference between where he was at last year and where he's probably projected and, and most likely will be in 2022, as far as his numbers. I mean, he had a 45 OPS plus last year, Chris, God, a 45, he was a negative one and a half war. I mean, nothing went right, but you can point to a few things. I mean, he had the shoulder surgery from separating his shoulder during the world series. That was crazy. So he had that, and um, you know he talks about it a little bit. He talked at the end of the season, and they quote him in Eno's article saying, "I just did, had no power. He wasn't able to lift. And if you can't get a good off season in, you're just behind. Everybody yeah. else is strong. You're you're fighting to get that strength back because you don't feel right. Uh, you have surgery. Your range of motion is screwed up, and you know the shoulder does a lot of things in baseball. So I think this year was probably really tough to start for him. He felt weak." He felt without uh, range of motion. And then you start to lose some confidence and it snowballs. Uh, Cody B should be one of the most confident guys on the planet with what he can do on the baseball field. He's already got the MVP in the bag. Like you said, I count on him bouncing back in a big way in 2022. I, I, I think there's still so much left in him. Um, it, it's there. Tough, tough year, but you have an off season to, you know, get rid of that mentally, come back feeling strong. I think he's going to go off. I'm going to go with the other guy, Alex Bregman. Um, well, first of all, I'm curious. You know, Cody Bellinger became a dad recently. Mm-hmm. Do you buy the whole dad strength thing? No, I don't know. No. Dad strength's for like when you're 50. That's what I figured out. You don't just get it when you're. Not necessarily. That's what I feel like. I don't know. We saw Max Muncy become a dad and started hammering homers. Uh, Mike Trout. Oh, my God. Mike Trout became a dad. I mean, what Mike Trout's always been. <laughs> Have you yeah. ever seen Mike Trout? And he was like a different player, dude. <laughs> I, you know, I always told people, you don't just get dad strength. You, the reason you get strong is because you're carrying this little weight around with you that wiggles all the time. And you're just like holding it in place. Like you develop dad strength because of that. Yeah, it's actually a real thing. You have, you have diaper bags and strollers to push around and kids to carry i mean you you earn your dad's strength so anybody that's just like having a baby like oh, i'm gonna get strong no dude you like gotta yeah. earn that shit uh alex bregman as far as i know married but not uh a dad yet okay uh i believe so uh if you look at his numbers you know obviously the most glaring one is that he missed 70 games because of injury and then he had surgery in the off season and that's one of the reasons why he just did no damage in the playoffs he just you know he didn't have that pop He's got that tight little good swing. I yeah. love his swing. And he is one of those guys. It's interesting. I equate him to Brown's quarterback, Baker Mayfield, a little bit. 
even though he was the second overall pick, he feels like everybody overlooks him. You know, I mean, that's the reason he wears the number that he did. You know, it's, I'm like, dude, you were the number two overall pick. He's like, yeah, but I should have been one. Like Baker Mayfield was the number one overall pick. Yeah, but nobody wanted me in college. I had to go to two different places. <laughs> yeah, but you won the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, but I, I really had to grind to go get it, which is all true. And so I think Bregman feels the same exact way. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you went to one of the top programs in the country in LSU. Yeah, yeah but nobody believed in me because I was small. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. I think it's like uh, guys who are a little bit shorter always have that chip on their shoulder. And look, it's paid dividends for him. He's worked yeah. his ass off, and he's become one of the premier players in baseball because of it. Yeah, I, I think he is going to mash this year. Uh, I know that he really wants Correa back on that team. I, I, I remember, a chance, Chris. I know, and I talked to him a few years ago because I wasn't so sure that like those two would mesh. With He's like, I love that dude. I love that guy. So he wants him back. But if for whatever reason they don't get Correa back and they can't bring in a story or another guy that feels like it's the right fit in shortstop in Houston, guess who's going to be playing shortstop? Not him. We saw it a few years ago. Who's the guy they have there? I, I, we looked this up before. Is it Pena? Yeah, but we don't know anything about him. Yeah. Alex Sprague, when I'm looking at his numbers last year, yeah, he missed some games, but still put up respectable numbers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, a 777 OPS. Like, for some guys, yeah. that's their best year ever. Yeah, like me, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's kind of been like never an underdog. Now that I'm looking at his page, he was uh, Team USA four-time 16-18 College World Baseball Classic, second overall pick, went to LSU. Let's just – but you understand, doesn't bit. he have the mentality? Doesn't of course he, he does. I know there's there's other people that are like that, too, who always are saying, I got a chip on my shoulder. That I feel like that's like you place the chip on your shoulder. A yeah. Bit. But that's yeah. fine. Some people do that. That's their motivation. Yeah. And I think, I bet you he's still pissed off from that video we saw. Was it early last year? Was it in Boston where somebody called him over? And said, "Hey, I'm going to. I don't want to follow you, cheater. I don't want to follow you. Go bang on a barrel, you bum. Can I get your autograph? And oh, he's yeah. like, I don't want your fucking autograph, you <laughs> like. Well, I mean, what look, it, they can't be that pissed off that. That's just part of it, man. You you play with fire, you're gonna get burned. I know, I know. I just, I don't know. I don't. I come from the world where, at the end of the day, I mean, you really want to sit there and do something. I don't know." I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have thought about doing that. Oh, well, and if that had been my kid. kid that had done it, we'd have a problem. Yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying as a parent, but when I was a kid, I probably would have done the same thing. Yeah, but you were that's that's how you rolled back in the Crespi days. I, oh, I was badass punk rocker, bro. Never tell you my Sean Burroughs story. Do we have time for that? Yeah, I think you did, but I did, yeah, do I did, it anyway. Yeah. No, I don't want to tell. I already told it. Okay. Well, it's the new audience, as we like to say in the biz. <laughs> new audience. All right. So here we go. Uh, we're getting closer to Christmas. Best mm-hmm. and worst gift you have ever received. Oh, man. I already I mean, my best gifts easy. Uh, back, I think I was probably nine, 10 years old. Mm-hmm. I got like my first real baseball glove. Ah. It was an SSK. It was brown with like a little bit of black accent. And it was just like 
I had never been so excited to get something, you know, I'd use, you know, hand-me-down gloves, whatever it was, you know, when you're young, you don't have a great glove. This was like my first real glove that you had to like break in and do all that. And I, I spent every single day just like breaking that glove in. Now, did, did you get that because parents knew like we got somebody special here and let's get them a good, like, were you a total stud at nine years old when you got that glove and they were like, Hmm, we're onto something. My, my dad will say yes, uh, that like I had all the actions, but I was really small. And my brother was like a badass, you know, youth baseball player, played in college and stuff too. So he, he was kind of like our, he was, I just chased him around all the time. That's why I got good. I had an older yeah. brother who was good and I tried to keep up with him. But I, I remember that getting that glove being like, wow, like this is mine. I'm going to have this forever. And it was, it was a great glove. So that's my best, my worst. I don't know, man. I never felt like I got something that like, there wasn't one gift where you were like, I can't believe I got that. Not really. You know, I enjoy really? the I enjoy the things that people don't like. Like, give me some socks. Socks are so good. Socks are a great one. Oh, the best. I have like, I need to up my sock game right now. I really do. See, I have a major problem. <laughs> people are going to laugh at this. Underwear. Okay. I know I'm getting some underwear in two days. Love that. And I need it because <laughs> just stop where your head's going. Sometimes I forget to change into my workout underwear. And so when I work uh, out and I'm doing squats or whatever, then I start tearing the shit out of my underwear. Can you please not say workout underwear? <laughs> well, that's what it is. What do you call it? Compression shorts. Okay. Believe me, there's nothing good about compression shorts on this ass. Mm, Can we... I feel you. I, you know, I just loaded up on my underwear about a month ago. Uh huh. It's the best thing you can do. Underwear and socks, and they're new. Like you feel like a, you feel pretty confident in yourself when you put those on. Yeah. So there's, um, that's not the best gift I've ever received. Yeah, I want to hear. What? Tell me about your best gift. I besides I Michelle. Used, so well, that wasn't a that wasn't a Christmas gift. That was an You're October right. gift of '95. Thank you. Um. So when I was little. This is, is going to anybody that's like over 40 might remember this game. There was a football field. It was called electronic football and you would turn it on and all the players you'd set up the play and you'd put this little foam football in the hand of these little football players. And like the guards would block like this and the running backs would t- and you'd attach the football and it was impossible to throw the ball. It was absolutely horrible, but I loved it because all the little players we're down to the detail. Like the Denver Broncos had the orange uniforms and the blue helmets. And you could <laughs> see like the little D on their helmets. So my parents one year got me all the teams. Wow. And I spent all day putting the little numbers on the backs <laughs> of their jerseys. I went through every roster and put it on. I was so excited. So, I mean, what a freaking football nerd I was that day. I love that. That's cool. Dude, it was incredible. But worst. I remember my mom used to get me clothes. Now, when you get clothes and you're like, you're our age now, you're like, cool, great. I need this. I need whatever it is. New sweatsuit, cool jacket, sweat. Like, you you love it. When you're 10 and your mom's getting you a turtleneck and you know that it's itchy, I have a real uh, clothing texture problem. You're something else. What? You don't you have a clothing texture. Problem. Can you wear a turtleneck? Hell yeah, I can wear a turtleneck. Can't wear a turtleneck. Go check I my feel IG like I'm suffocating. out, bro. 
you know, Chris, since the time you were young, they develop different fabrics that are Doesn't not matter. so itchy. <laughs> no, I can't wear anything. I, I do have one sweater that zips up and it gets to right about here on my neck. I can't go any higher. If I go any higher, it's over. I, I, I'm itching. I'm, I, I start sweating. And when I start sweating, it's over. Game is over. Oh, man. Okay. I'll have to remember that. I'm just no going to wear a bunch of turtlenecks around you just to make you uncomfortable. Oh, God. Seriously, I look at him and I start like breaking into convulsions. You know, you, I have one now. Olivia did buy me some clothes years ago, and that's never good. She doesn't do it anymore because she's pretty bad. She got me like this um, polo Ralph Lauren, like mm -hmm. V-neck sweater. And you look at how I dress. I dress like a, you know, a teenager. And I was like, yeah. Olivia, like, have you seen me? Like, have you ever been around me? You know, I was like, is this what you want me to dress like? Is this right. who you, is this who you want? And from that day on, she never bought me another uh, piece of clothing for a gift. So kind of worked out. Okay. You said you got her something good, didn't you? I did. Yeah. She got, Olivia got hooked up this, this Christmas. She deserves it, man. She's the best. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. What about, okay. are you excited to give Michelle her presents? Well, all right, so we uh, we just bought a couple new cars. Ooh. So those are kind of our presents to one another. It was it was new car time. New car time. It just happened to fall at this time of year on the calendar. Did you do like the big bow at least? Like that's so badass when they do that. I'm like, yeah, no, no, no nobody does drove that. It, we just drove it right off the lot. We weren't planning on buying the car that day, but she was like, "I think this is the one I want," and we bought it. And then like a month later, I had to get rid of my old car. To say I had my car for eight years. It's a long time. Do they um do they have good coffee at the Rolls Royce dealership? No, they don't serve shit anymore. Oh, and it's not God. Rolls Royce that I got. <laughs> All right, funny Bentley. guy. Bentley. Yeah, Bentley. <laughs> yeah. I'm so not a car guy. I mean, I've always had like nice cars, but I've never been Me too. a car dude. My brother-in-law is a huge car guy. Like he he drives around he's uh in his mid 40s he's married but they don't have any kids and so he spends his money on like porsches he like went up to they flew him up to sacramento or wherever he had to go find this porsche and he drove it back and they don't put any miles these porsche people right are you familiar mm -hmm. with this sort of stuff i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> so, yeah it's like it's like they're collector's items and they go up in value it's the only cars that well one of the few cars that go up in value so you hang on to them, you keep them in pristine condition. Mm -hmm. I was like, so what's the point? Isn't the point of having a car freaking driving it from point A to point B? He's like, nah, I might just drive it around a little bit. He never drives it. Like if we're going to go meet for lunch or something or for dinner as a family, he never drives it because he doesn't trust anybody that parks next to him in a lot. I was like, what's the point of having this yeah. thing? Yeah, I'm not like that at all. I'm the opposite of that. Me and you are built from the same ilk. I keep using that expression. The same ilk? Yeah. Why did somebody use it and you were like, I gotta use I gotta No, I don't know why. It's just it's coming to my lexicon as of late. And I um I said it last night even and people were like, What did you just say? And nobody knew what it meant. So okay. all right. You know, here so, I am. once again, what are we doing? Uh how are we doing this up on uh, on Christmas? Do, is it just the four of you? Are you traveling somewhere to is it no, cousins? Well, very small uh my mom uh my mother-in-law my sister and that's about it 
uh, Olivia's sisters, uh, one just had a baby, so she's not going to be able to come up. And uh, it's very small this year, which is great. We love that. How early will the kids get up? I mean, they already get up at six o'clock, Chris. Like Jesus. as soon as as soon as the sun peaks over the mountains, boom! It's like an alarm clock for them. That's fine. I'm, I'm excited. I love getting up with them and seeing their faces, man. It's like when I see your face, I get get so happy and start yeah. smiling. Yeah, yeah. Basically I, the same I, thing. Yeah, I, I I equate Teddy and Isla's faces to this one. Perfect. What about you? Do you? I mean. We're just not talking any baseball because there's a lockout, but I'd like to hear about your Christmas day routine. Well, this year, the routine got screwed up a little bit. Oh, yeah. I think I have to host uh, NFL duties, which is fine. It's part of the job. Um, so my oldest son's a little bummed because he came home to come watch two Browns games with me. Mm. Monday, I had to go work late mm. notice. And then Saturday, it sounds like I have to work as well when they take on the Packers. So that part kind of sucks, but we're all going to spend uh, Christmas Eve together as a family, which will be nice. We just have to figure out when to open presents because I got to get down to work early on Saturday and those two guys could sleep until like three. Christmas in the Eve is great, dude. What's that? Do Christmas Eve open presents. Yeah, we've never really done it. So we've done that before. Yeah, I, th- I think that we're going to give them that option and see if they want it. I, I hope that's what happens. Yeah. Why don't you just say, hey. Dad wants to open them Christmas Eve, so we're opening them Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, what else do you have coming up on John Boy Media? Uh, sequence episode just came out. Um, my super producer, Dan's behind the screen right now. Yeah. Uh, possibly last sequence episode ever. I did one with me against my uh, good buddy, Tyler Skaggs. Um, so a little bit emotional. Not sure 100% of sequence is done, but... Um, if it is, it's a great video to go out on. There's a lot of people that have been mentioning in comments yes. all across our John Boy Media platforms say it ain't so. Just mm. telling you, brother, you might you might have to rethink this a little bit. We might, we might. We're we're coming up with stuff, you know. This is a, a river, ebbs and flows. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, and this is the beautiful thing about being on a platform like this, is that mm-hmm. things can come and go. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can stop things for a little while. We can restart them. Uh, you know, it's all about content creation. So if we feel like there's a void and you, this is where we rely on you guys, too. It's not as simple as because we don't sit here and yell at each other like that's not what we do as a company. Right. We have fun. We try and make some good points. We try and make you think, but we want to make you laugh. We want to make you smile. We want to make you get excited about your teams and all that sort of stuff. But we don't do what. A, a lot of morning television programs do, which is very cookie cutter. No, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. Oh, LeBron's an idiot. And like all this shit, like that's not what we do. They're very successful. They get paid handsomely. That's fine. That's not the lane we're traveling in. So we need your help. So in the comments, tell us what it is you want a little bit more. Like we feel like we're versatile. We can do Hmm. different things. So we come up with ideas, but if there's something that is, is void in your baseball life, let us know. That's right. Nice, Chris. What do you got coming out? Um, all right. So the Miguel Rojas episode is still out. If you have not listened to it, please do. He's you'll, you'll just feel better about who you are as a human. When you listen to Miguel Rojas, he joined us from Venezuela, which was fantastic. Um, and we just taped the union episode. Mm. So it was Lucas Giolito. It was Marcus Simeon and it was Zach Britton. And that'll be coming out early next week. 
Uh, I suggest everybody listen to it because it's not, we're not breaking down line by line items about what it is that the players are going after, but it's really very much where's their headspace. What's it like to be in a meeting with owners? Uh, why they got involved with the union. Um, and they're, they're three guys who are at kind of different stages of their careers. Zach Britton is a guy who's trying to battle back from Tommy John surgery and can't talk to the Yankees about it. It's hilarious. It really is unbelievable. It's I something. Asked him, so what'd you do? Watch a YouTube video on how to come back <laughs> from Tommy John. Um, so the, it, there was, I think there's some real eye-opening stuff. I think you'll get a better understanding of where the players stand and some of their frustrations. And um, hopefully I asked the questions that fans want to wanted to ask if they would have a platform for it. I think it's great. I think hearing, hearing people that are actually in the situation is much mm-hmm. better than hearing. Like I heard this info from here, heard this info from there. And then here's my opinion on it. Like here are the guys that are actually talking to um, you know, they're the reps talking to ownership. Right. So they, they are plugged into what's going on. And then, yeah, you get the perspective and it's good to do that. And we even had an owner come on and talk last year. So we're, we're trying to give you all the perspectives, but I think starting with the guys that you mentioned is a really good spot. If you want to learn yeah. about lockouts and why we're at where we're at. Yeah. And more importantly, how we get to where we need to go in order for them to say, play ball. Yeah. You know, whether or not they're optimistic or it, it all came up. You know, it's about a 50-minute discussion. And uh, like I said, hopefully it'll get your ears perked up a little bit, get a better understanding. Okay? Love perky stuff. All right, brother. Have a great holiday to you and Olivia and the kids. Enjoy Christmas Day. Uh, We are still back at it next week, I assume, right? Believe it, Chris. Believe it. All right, my man. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everybody. You too, brother. Special shout out to our guy, Dan Rourke, today doing it. Always great together. Good show. Dan, you stay out of trouble. You hear me? Dan? Yeah, man. (laughs) You going to stay out of trouble during this holiday season? Of course. Absolutely. You're the one I got to worry about at this network a little bit. Understand? (laughs) No, I'll be chilling. I'll be good. All right, bro. That's the best. He's a good guy. He's funny as shit. He is a funny one. All right, listen, uh, special thank you to you guys for consuming the product. You know, without you guys, VR nothing, as we like to say. But we will see you each and every Tuesday and Thursday here on Baseball Today, a product of John Boy Media. Merry Christmas, everybody.